When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Game of musical chairs right now, and Baker Mayfield is running out of places to sit down as the music is coming to a close for 2022. Chris Carlin and Courtney Cronin for Greeny today, presented by Progressive Insurance. So glad you could join us on a jam-packed show. We talked so much football in the first hour. We had Mel Kuyper Jr. on to give us his Mock Draft 3.0 just a little while ago. We've spent so much time on Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan's domino falling yesterday led to yet another spot that has dried up for Baker Mayfield. The Browns are running out of places, Courtney, to send him. And frankly, if you're a team that's interested in Baker Mayfield right now, maybe the best thing is to not even trade for him. What are we talking about? Here's Diana Rossini this morning on KJM. If you were to ask my opinion of how I think this is going to unfold, I think Baker Mayfield and his camp are going to hold out. They're, going to, they're not going to go to workouts. He's going to stay in this Cleveland roster, right? He's not going to go to workouts. He's going to sit out. And then eventually the Browns are going to go, all right, enough of this. We're going to cut you. We're going to eat the money. They're going to cut him. And then Seattle's going to swoop in and go, okay, you're cheap. Now we'll take you. And we're going to have you compete with that Pete Carroll mentality of let's go. Let's go see who the best man out there is, including the quarterback, and have him compete against Drew Locke. You know, even if that's the case, if you get to a point where you want to cut him, I got to hesitate and wait because I, we've seen too many times before where a quarterback gets hurt in minicamp or in training camp, and the next thing you know, maybe that price does actually go up a hair on somebody like Baker Mayfield, even though he's got $18.8 million guaranteed. And that's why they won't do anything this offseason. Diana's right. Like, every team's going to call your bluff here and say, you don't have anywhere to ship him, so we're either expecting you to take on the majority of that $18.85 million fifth-year option, which is all fully guaranteed, because if they cut him, they endure that entire bit as a, as a dead cap hit, and they don't want to do that. So what's the harm in keeping him on your roster until you literally don't have to, which in your, in, you know, playing to your scenario would be if somebody suffers an injury in training camp and they're forced to trade for another quarterback. Now, I like Diana's thought process that Seattle would be the best possible landing destination for Baker Mayfield to reinvent himself here. You're going in with a boulder-sized chip on your shoulder to replace Russell Wilson, to be the heir apparent to a potential Hall of Fame quarterback. And you're going in coming off injury. Pete Carroll loves toughness, right? You just played, you know, majority of the 2021 season with multiple injuries. You're coming off shoulder surgery this offseason. What better spot for you than being in a similar offense to what you ran during the season where everybody was, like, praising your name during the 2020 year? you're going to be in very similar waters when you are in Seattle if you're Baker Mayfield. Look, there's a there's an issue for Mayfield here too, and he's not going to be happy about the fact that he's going to be sitting around, but the Browns are going to say, eh, tough, 
They don't really are, they're not really going to care at all, and nor should they. The way that Baker has handled himself here, I'm not going out of my way to give him the Matt Ryan treatment and, you know, pat him on the back and say, listen, we're going to do right by you. What has Baker done to do right by the Cleveland Browns? And uh, not much. He played the whole season hurt last year. That's the only thing that kind of I can't stomach very well, that there has been some stuff behind the scenes, Cleveland putting out reports and, and more, what Mort had last week that they want a quote-unquote adult at quarterback. Mm-hmm. I have to give Baker Mayfield some credence and some props for playing through the 2021 season with multiple injuries. Like, he put his body on the line for this franchise, and I don't like that he's kind of being kicked while he's down on the way out the door when they know he's not going to be on their roster next year. Okay, but that's fair, but they have also – he has not handled himself in the best way during his the entirety of his career there. And when you're on the field, as much as I agree that it was clear he was not at his best – when you're on the field and you don't produce, the excuses with injuries are not what you want to hear. It's either you're good enough to go out there or you're not. And I get it. That's a tough mentality to have. But it's been a pretty consistent one across the NFL for a long time. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think that it would have been better for him long term had he shut himself down? after he sprained the, it was an AC joint, the yeah. shoulder injury where you see him land awkwardly, would he have been in a better spot if he just said, I can't play through this? If, and- if I, I think that we may not be here. We, they may still have knocked on the door on Russell Wilson, or on, uh, on, excuse me, on Deshaun Watson, but at the same time, they would be certainly in a position where they could get more for Baker if they were going to move him because there wouldn't be this subpar film that he had put out there from this past season. I I absolutely think he'd be in a much better spot if he didn't play. I don't disagree. I just think that there is something to be said about what he showed last year, not necessarily translating to a great on-field product, but that toughness element of playing through the injury to show that he really did want that contract. He felt slighted. He ended up using that as motivation, not getting the contract extension, going into the regular season, and did his best with it. Now, I'm not giving him like any sort of leeway here for acting like a child on the way out when the writing was on the wall and he knew from the combine that if this if this team, the Cleveland Browns, could go make an upgrade at the quarterback position, and there weren't many other players available out there to make the upgrade with. They did with Deshaun Watson. He was aware of that, and then he ends up putting out this post. It, it just It's a divorce post, but not completely a divorce post. I don't know what it was. It was weird. And that's not the maturity that you wanted at quarterback position. That's someone who's pouting. I get it from that standpoint, but... The options for him and the options for Cleveland and trying to get value back for someone they spent a first round, you know, first overall draft pick on are running very thin right now. And it really looks like there's only one team that's going to actually be in the mix for Baker Mayfield at the end of the day, and that's the Seattle Seahawks. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. One last point on this. Where is that line? Where is it? that the Browns actually get to later this year with Baker still on the roster where they're going to say, enough, let's just go ahead and cut him. I don't think it comes until training camp. If there's an... 
not that they'd be hoping for one, but like their best case scenario is that they can move him during training camp or if somebody got hurt during mini camp this spring and another team needs another another team needs a quarterback to come in to create a competition or to you know fill their top guy, their spot for their top guy. That's the best thing that they can hope for. He will not be on their roster come week one. This is not a scenario where they're waiting till the trade deadline to move him. That creates a bigger distraction. This team is already dealing with a lot with Deshaun Watson, and they haven't even you know really brought him in just yet. There's those 22 allegations, which are going to be a distraction enough for this team this year. They don't need Baker Mayfield in that mess that was created this offseason in the mix. So by week one, he's off the roster. They've got to hope maybe by like the third week of August that they're able to move him. Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Up next, we talked about how difficult it was to actually only settle on the top five teams in the AFC with the fact that there's probably nine different teams that you could slide into the top five. With all of the improvement in the AFC, it has jacked up the pressure on one NFC quarterback in particular. And it's not who you think it is. We'll tell you next. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. We're on ESPN Plus as well. I just was completely alarmed and thrown off, Courtney, by the fact that They zoomed in on the back of my bald head, and it looked like a pack of hot dogs. (laughs) That's how bad it looks. gracious. (laughs) I'm not watching the stream on ESPN+, Plus, but now I have that visual seared into my brain. Thank you, Chris. Very. Oh, that's, yeah. You'll see it at some point, I'm sure, because it's not the last time. It's it's just too appetizing to not go back to it. Courtney, I tell you, you look at the Cowboys, and there was already more than enough pressure. And we've talked ad nauseum about how much Aaron Rodgers has got to get it done in Green Bay. But look at everything that's happened in the AFC this year, this offseason. And if Dak Prescott doesn't get it done with the Cowboys in what's an exceptionally weak division and an exceptionally weak NFC, I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of a few years ago when the Western Conference in the NBA was always stacked and the Eastern Conference was, well, who's going to come out of there? And whoever does, there's usually one or two really good teams, whether it was the Heat when they had LeBron and Wade and and Chris Bosh or whoever. That's kind of what the NFC feels like right now 
It's the Cowboys, it's the Packers, and then it's a lot of other teams. And right now, Dak Prescott's got a ton of pressure on him when you look at how much easier it's become. Yeah, I throw, I'd throw Tampa Bay in that mix, too, with the way that they've reloaded oh, this yep, offseason, bringing back Tom Brady. But is it not just like four teams throw the Rams in there, too, and then everybody else? That's what the NFC feels like, where the AFC is an arms race, and there's 10 teams in that conference right off the bat that you could say, yeah, I could see them vying for a championship. So, of course, when it comes to the NFC and the quarterbacks who have the most pressure on them, Tom Brady doesn't have anything to prove. He's just coming back for his, his own his own want of going out the way that he wants to. He doesn't want to lose in the divisional playoffs. He wants to go out in the NFC Championship or nothing else. Aaron Rodgers obviously has a lot on his shoulders considering all that he's had around him these last three years and just how short of the ultimate goal they've come. Dak Prescott, though, after everything that the Dallas Cowboys failed to do so far in free agency in losing Amari Cooper via trade in losing Cedric Wilson to the Miami Dolphins. And now you're relying on CeeDee Lamb, who had a ho-hum so-so year last year, to be the main guy. All of that rests on Dak's shoulders, the one that was surgically cleaned up this offseason, that he's going to be able to carry this team, which had such high expectations last year after the hot start, to do what they did last year, but actually like get out of the wild card round because they don't make a boneheaded mistake there at the end. Like I think he's probably got the most pressure on him of any quarterback in the NFC. So yesterday he was at a ribbon cutting at the reopening of a walk-ons restaurant in Irving, Texas, and a kid yelled at him, Dak, we're winning the Super Bowl this year, to which Dak responded, damn right. I don't know. Not so fast. <laughs> I don't know that Dak's going to – all of a sudden be the guy that everybody wants him to be, especially because of what his paycheck is and what the Cowboys want him to be. So let us welcome in our Cowboys correspondent, member of the Hashtag crew, and that, of course, is noted Cowboys fan Bubba, uh, for his thoughts on this. Bubba, is there infinitely more pressure now on Dak Prescott now that the NFC is weakened compared to the AFC? No, pressure is just fine. I wouldn't worry about it. Also, I don't know what you expect him to respond to that. I don't. I mean, what, what would I you... would say? We're eh. going to do our darn best, kid. <laughs> I'd say, eh, we'll see. Because you know that we're going to be going back to this ten months from now when they end up losing in the divisional playoffs if they get a step further. I mean, are we really going to be like, oh, and remember in March when he promised a kid that? I you're... mean, you can't make guarantees like that and not expect yeah. to be roasted when you don't actually. Is that really a guarantee? He just said, "Damn right." Yeah, now I'm going to be throwing this back in your face come the middle of November if the Cowboys <laughs> are three games under 500. And he, didn't ga- he didn't guarantee this. anything. Uh, listen, all I know is I heard him saying we're winning the Super Bowl. That's what I heard. And I didn't hear that. Yeah. Well, damn right. Damn right you didn't. I, I did hear that. And I think that more than anything right now, look, that part aside, there is so much pressure on him. There is a plenty of it on Aaron Rodgers because at the end of his career, he's going to look back with just one Super Bowl championship and he will probably regret how he let this play out. But Dak has those other weapons in place, and he has taken some money. He's lost a couple of guys, 
but he has taken the money. And at some point when you are that quarterback and you get that level of money, you have to be the guy who's going to elevate everybody else. Well, the pressure's on him because we unnecessarily got rid of our best wide receiver. Great move, Dallas. I, okay, well, I, I... We should not have let Amari Cooper go. Terrible I, decision. I get that. I get that. Do you think the Cowboys are still... First of all, C.D. Lamb's your best wide receiver. Eh, debatable. Eh, I don't know if it is. And secondly... No, he's your number one right now, so... Yeah. He's yes. our number one because of what Amari brings to the table. Well, not anymore. He no, doesn't. Michael Gallup. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gallup can't even walk. Well, we'll see what they come out of the draft with if they end up taking another wide receiver. But I don't look at the Cowboys and and think that they are any less of a contender. I think Randy Gregory hurt more than Amari Cooper did, but I'm, I, I also think that Randy Gregory has uh, an awful lot that can go wrong. And unfortunately for him. And so yeah, you've got an awful lot that can go wrong. Wow. There's some really good comebacks on this show, and that was definitely not one of them. Yeah. Like, why don't you just say your mom? <laughs> like, that might have been more effective. You've got an awful lot that can go You don't. You're Could not have just upset. said damn right. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> take, take a page from Dax's book. Damn right doesn't mean that we're guaranteeing anything or not guaranteeing anything. It's just a phrase, right, Bubba? BRB. That's the other thing, Courtney, and we have to talk about that. There was there was an alarming moment for you a little while ago that we have to discuss off the air. For me? Yes. What did I do? Oh, because I said BRB when yeah. I went to go get coffee? You're ruining the tease right now. I'm sorry, guys. But we're going to talk about that because I don't know that what you did is socially acceptable, and we will discuss. I'm not even a millennial, and I'm already getting this shade. This are you not, or are you technically Gen Z at 31? I don't know. Someone need to let me know. I, I just, I, I'm me. Wow, I don't fit into. Any I'm, I'm not. No yeah, I don't fit here. into your little modes and your little <laughs> your your little gener- generations. No, no, I'm Generation Courtney. That's where I generation am. Generation C. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chris and Courtney in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. We will discuss that faux pas on her part, and we will also hear from Kevin Durant coming up, and he will check in on everything that is going on with the Nets and waiting to find out whether or not they're going to have Kyrie Irving. Keep waiting. And one guy they are almost definitively not going to have. It's Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin, in for Greeny. Tune in to the ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available when, wherever you enjoy your podcasts. There's a lot that can go wrong for you. God, that was weak, Bubba. Come up with something better during the break on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest 
with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We're going to hear from Kevin Durant here in four minutes on Kyrie Irving's latest and why he's not expecting a whole lot to change with Kyrie in a moment and the really troubling thing we heard from Courtney just moments ago. With the safe return of live events, you can actually be there to catch all the action in person with vivid seats. That's right. Every alley-oop, every one-timer, every sideline grab can be experienced live. And with Vivid Seats Rewards, you can earn rewards like free tickets. All you have to do is collect stamps, redeem, and repeat. It's that easy. From upper level to courtside, Vivid Seats has you covered for all events that matter to you. So grab your tickets today. Cheer on your favorite team from the stands. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, coming to you live from the Seaport District of Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. So, last hour, during a break, Courtney was uh, about to get up and actually said to us, us being uh, the members of the hashtag crew, Nuno and Bubba and myself, BRB, as if it was a text that you were sending us. And I have to just say, like, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what that's where we're at right now. And I have to say, I was not alone in this reaction. Yeah, Bubba, you guys were all, like, talking behind my back when I left to go get coffee. Well, but that's because you BRB at that point. Had you stayed and even used BRB, we would have talked right to your face as you were getting coffee. And uh, listen, Bubba has never been shy about speaking directly, speaking truth to power, as you would say. And he was personally outraged by it. BRB, Courtney, explain yourself how you felt it necessary to, re- to shorten it down mm-hmm. to text shorthand in communication. So this was, I believe, during the break uh, from like the, going into the 11 o'clock hour on the East Coast. And I had asked Nuno... How much time do we have? Because I am currently downstairs in my mother's basement where I'm currently residing, and I needed to go get coffee upstairs. Mm -hmm. The Keurig machine is not on, Chris, so it takes at least a minute and 30 seconds to heat up. How much time do I have? Nuno says, seven minutes. I'm not going to waste another breath. I got to say BRB instead of be right back. The amount of time that that would take me to say that. I uttered a quick phrase, and I was off. I mean, you know that's going to be your excuse? Yeah, I mean, this is really weak. I mean, you, you were getting on him wow. and Bubba before for his comeback. This this is weak. If Chris, I was on your side concert. for this. I'm trying to ride with my co-host, and now I'm getting thrown under the bus? Your excuse was because in seven minutes you couldn't say, be right back? It's a quick and easy phrase. Like, I can't possibly be the only one who uses text phrase. Uh, no, I mean, you're not. It's speaking. you and every other millennial. 
Okay, so now apparently, like, I'm I'm an awful person because I'm I fall into the that. millennial category. I already told you I don't define myself as being a millennial. Gen C, I'm my own generation. Right, and and, and so this is fine. how we talk in my generation. In Gen Chris. C, this is how you talk. The problem is nobody else is in Gen C. You Gen could C- be. You have the same initials as I do. You I are do, more than welcome I, to join. The quadruple C. <laughs> but, by, <laughs> but by the time that happened, I'm so much older than you that I could not be in your generation. And secondly, I mean. I have enough trouble with the pressure that comes with texting a proper response back (laughs) with shorthand. As Bubba and I were discussing during this break, in your elongated absence of getting the Kerrig machine warmed up, I feel bad if I'm not, I never write LOL. I never write LOL. And Bubba, you feel the same way about correct. this, correct? No, I, I mean, I don't like any shorthand. I don't, I would not, if I'm saying be right back, even in text, I'm going to say be right back. Or LOL, like we were talking earlier, I, my default is always ha-ha or whatever. But if someone says something funny, so someone other than Chris, so if someone says something really <laughs> funny and makes me laugh and I'm literally laughing out loud and like and dying, I will write back to that person, the great line. I was literally laughing out loud. Yeah, there. I'll say I was literally lolling. Yeah, well, that's right. ridiculous. Would you kill me if I said if I ended oh. up texting you oh, guys? Yeah, even I wouldn't kill you for the yeah. text shorthand as I, long as you meant it. For instance, I always feel pressure if I. Uh, but what's either, I mean? L, so LOL has just become a throwaway. You then. can't say so. It, LOL, though. even though it means laugh out loud, no longer means laugh out loud. For m- many millennials, it's punctuation. Yeah, it becomes at the end of a sentence because we all have anxiety in the way that we speak. So we're like, let's try to soften this up a little bit. Something, something. LOL. Well, LMAO. yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's and, and which is fine because I'll you know you can always end a text with like a ha ha or something, which is fine. But I don't. know. I just don't do any shorthand. I, I I will write everything out. I'm big with the punctuation in text and all that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I I don't say shorthand. I don't do shorthand. I don't do anything with that. And. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm, we. I'm, yeah, I'm, Chris and I are on the same page. I, I I'm think sure we need to. Well. You guys are both per my last email type people, aren't you? Oh, I hate per my last. Uh, Bubba is def- as someone who's who gets a lot of Bubba's emails, not <laughs> yes. directed at me. There is a per my last email uh, vibe. I had a feeling. I had just, a feeling the uh, way that uh, I'm getting slandered here from my shorthand of be right back that uh, I would but, definitely get per my last emailed by Bubba but, if I miss something. But that's not the worst thing that's happened so far today. But like Chris, you're coming up to Bristol. You're going to be nice enough to take us out to dinner because you know you do owe us to. You know, for all the work we've done to try to help make you. I owe you. I owe my career. Yes. That's basically it. I owe my career to you. We're still trying to figure out where we're going. And I said, How do you feel about barbecue? And you spent 30 seconds slandering it. And I said to Bubba, Well, I guess barbecue is out. And then you follow up by, like, No, but I can still go there. Like, no, you can't. Like, after you slander something, you can't follow up by saying, But I can still do that. As usual, I'm being misrepresented. Number one, I said it's exceptionally overrated, and that was the extent of my criticism of barbecue. And then I said, but I can make anything work, because today is about you. Today is about how much I appreciate you. And I know that Courtney, if she was on the East Coast, would be joining us for this as well. I, I choose not to slander anything. The only thing I would say to you is just what I said. You ask me opinion, I give you a true opinion, but not about me today. What is, we, your, what is your favorite meal to have? My favorite meal to have I mean, is... If you were picking a restaurant to go to in, in your 
home home base, what kind of restaurant would you be eating? Uh, probably some sort of a pub tavern type situation. You know. So you said this is not about you, but I'd like to go back to me for a second here. Yes, please. Um, in... Classic Gen C move. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten a couple texts while we've been on air discussing this. One from our good friend Jen, Jen Latta from ESPN Milwaukee who said that sometimes she says burb as in BRB phonetically. So Jen feels me. Thank you. I've also gotten a couple other texts from people saying that I should hit you with a TTYL. Talk yeah. to you later. Yeah. Have you finished out the show yourself? People yeah. Yelling at me for using brb and other shortened phrases it was it's just it's never spoken like i'm I'm, like i said i'm the guy that feels enough pressure that if i'm going to laugh at something that you said i better not just give you a ha or a ha ha because that feels like yeah get away from me that's fine yeah that's cute yeah that's enough i better give you legitimate ha's across the board in that text to make you feel valued i agree with that If, if it's not all caps ha 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 what I said was not funny, and it either fell on deaf ears or somebody's literally using LOL as punctuation at the end of a sentence because they don't know how to like end the sentence without it. So Jen Letta is now creating words, is what you're telling me. Sounds more burb. like a sound, a phonetic way of saying BRB, burb. Okay. Burb. Uh, Nuno, just close this out with your opinion on this situation because uh, obviously your attack on me regarding barbecue has fallen on deaf ears. Um. Yeah, whatever. Let's just get to the next topic. Fair enough. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. The NBA is on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight as the Knicks host the Hawks, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations. Let's get to the NBA and Kevin Durant who last night put on a show for the Nets. He basically is playing with nobody right now, Courtney, and he goes out and puts up 37, and the Nets roll. But it's really more about where they continue to sit, and that is in the play-in, and that is in a situation where they're not going to have Kyrie Irving at home games or if they played in Canada, and the 7-8 game right now would be in Toronto against the Raptors. So let's first hear from Durant and get his thoughts on Kyrie and how this has not come together as of yet. He's frustrated at not being able to play. And, you know, you figured this stuff would be rolled back by now and we'd be way past this. But it's a situation we're in. We got to deal with it. He's got to deal with it. And we're, you know, I'm trusting that it'll get figured out here soon. Um, I have no clue <laughs> what what may happen, but I'm just trusting that things that work itself out. And um, but I'm sure he, you know he misses playing in front of the home crowd and the home crowd and, and vice versa. They miss him, so hopefully we get it figured out soon. Was it April almost? That's correct. I mean, it's pretty obvious that he's not going to take the shot, you know. So uh, like I said, just focus on who you are and what you bring to the team every day. And once that situation get figured out then it will it's out of my control it's out of everybody else's control so um you know you can't force anybody to do anything so just try to just focus on me you know Courtney they continue to um blame what's going on right now because it is an absurd situation as far as how the law is playing out in New York but the mayor and everybody continues to say it's not changing anytime soon just to allow one basketball player or 
a couple of baseball players, for that matter, with the Yankees and Mets to get out on the field. So right now, uh, they are facing a playoff scenario in the play-in, if we can even call it the playoffs, where they're not going to have Kyrie Irving in either game if things stay the way they are right now. And the way that that's presenting itself to the Nets is showing that you're going to need a lot more of what Kevin Durant did last night in the 114-106 win over the Jazz to be able to carry you out of the the play in tournament and, and you know through the early part of the postseason until you can get Kyrie Irving back for games where he's able to play in stadiums that don't have the vaccine mandate. That's tough. And Kevin Durant has been very careful with his words throughout this entire process when he's been asked about Kyrie Irving and the absence and not having him for games that really matter. He hasn't voiced frustration directly with Kyrie Irving. And last night what he said was that Kyrie was frustrated he can't play at home. And I'm sure that Kevin Durant certainly holds those same sentiments. We know what he said about New York City Mayor Eric Adams and thinking that the mandate was just kind of silly at this point and you know almost hypocritical. But you have yet to hear Kevin Durant say, I'm upset with my teammate because he didn't take the shot. You know, yesterday he lamented. It's almost April. Very clear that Kyrie Irving is not going to get vaccinated here. So in the vein of control what you can control, all Kevin Durant can do is is what he's done. And last night, I think arguably might have been one of their more impressive victories because of what Kevin Durant did. Down Kyrie Irving, down Ben Simmons, down Andre Drummond, down Joe Harris, and then Seth Seth Curry for the entire second half because he sprained his ankle. Look, Kevin Durant's going to have to do this on his own. That's just all there is to it. And they almost got to the conference finals with a very injured James Harden last year. And Durant virtually was doing it by himself at that point. I don't see that happening again this year. And frankly, Durant really doesn't have anybody to blame but himself. And he's not getting any help, it doesn't seem, from Ben Simmons anytime soon, who Steve Nash told us yesterday has a herniated disc. And while they remain optimistic that he's going to be able to play before the end of the year, I still would not bank on that or even remotely consider that he could be any kind of a factor for them right now. At this point, it feels like, why are you even pretending that this is going to happen, where would he even be of real help at the moment? Yeah, and I feel like Steve Nash was doing his best in speaking with the media before the game last night to kind of couch this and almost support, you know, throw support towards Ben Simmons. He said, yeah, I've dealt with something similar. Looks like there was a flare-up. Who knows? Instead of probably voicing the frustration of, man, we traded for this guy and he can't even get on the floor for us. We thought at first it was back soreness. Now it's potentially a herniated disc. I don't think he sees the floor at all this season. I don't. I don't either. And at this point, I wouldn't even put him out there. And here's Jay Williams this morning on KJM, basically saying that this is raising more questions than giving the Nets answers. I hope that's not the case. I I, I hope that the Brooklyn Nets would do all the correct due diligence on where Ben Simmons was with the back injury before making that deal. Because it, might, it really makes me come into question now about I would have forced James Harden to stay even if he were to be out next year. Look, if the Nets did not know what was going on with his back, that that's on them. Uh, Simmons has had some issues with it before, but 
I think right now you should not expect to get anything from him. And it almost feels counterproductive just with all of the drama that's been around him since he, since the beginning of the year anyway. Yeah, and reality is setting in for members of this team that are actually playing. Most, you know, most notably Kevin Durant. I think what he said yesterday, and we didn't hear it in that bit from him earlier, but he had talked about just because the, you know, the window, the championship window, the window to win is not just this season. And I think that's his way of conceding that he realizes this is going to be too big of a task for him to accomplish on his own. He doesn't have the support of Ben Simmons. He doesn't have Kyrie Irving. Both are out indefinitely, basically. When you think about there's a play-in tournament that's going to be in Canada, potentially where they're seated right now, that they're not going to have Kyrie Irving for. They're probably not going to have Ben Simmons for. So he's down you know, two of his running mates that are supposed to be helping him get past this team and further on into the playoffs. Like, I think he's at this point radically accepting what's going on and just willing to say, you know what, it doesn't mean that it's over for us in 2023 and beyond. We can get past this season. It was rough. It didn't play out the way that anybody expected. I mean, why would you have traded for Ben Simmons if you knew that this was going to be the way that it played out this year when you're still trying to win within this window? I don't think you would have. I agree. I think you would have forced James Harden to stay stay and, and been around for it just to get through this year. But this is the hand that they were dealt, that they dealt themselves, and now they've got to play through it and suffer the consequences. Last one, Courtney, and we've got about a minute left. That is just that Zion Williamson, according to reports, is not going to play again this year for the Pelicans because of injury. He's played his last game in New Orleans to me. He's going to the Knicks. Yeah, I think he wanted to be a Nick from the night of the draft lottery and has been disappointed that he hasn't been there since. And I think this has been a very quiet way all year of Zion trying to basically show the Pelicans that he has no interest in playing for them. I do not think he will play another game this season, as we've seen from the report. And I do not think that that foot injury will all of a sudden, it's going to be magically cured next year, but he will be a New York Knick at this time next season. I would fully expect that to be the case because... He is exercising that power as a star before he has even gotten his first big contract. And he is somebody that teams are going to look long and hard at, even with the injury concerns that they have had. It's Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin, in for Graney on ESPN Radio. That is a situation that certainly bears watching. Hey, uh, TTYL. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.